0: host, client manager John Niggle of InTouch Manufacturing Services. InTouch is an American-owned company headquartered in Shenzhen, China, that specializes in everything from QC product inspections to factory audits, social compliance, and sourcing. My guest today is Chao Wang. He is a client manager at InTouch. He also works with our sister company, China Manufacturing Consultants, on the side. So let's welcome Chao. Hello, Chao. Thank you, John. The subject of today's podcast is going to cover lean manufacturing initiatives, basics, benefits, and obstacles. This is based on a blog article that Chow wrote last month. So when we talk about lean manufacturing, what we're really talking about, I guess, is the organization at a factory and the importance of being organized. So why might it be important for the factory to stay organized, I guess, is a good question for some of the newbies out there that are listening to the podcast. Well, John, if
1: you ever been in a factory, and then if you look at the workshops and the workstations, you will notice if you're in a very organized factory, usually the product coming out are in much better quality. So organization is important in everyday life,
0: in office space. It's the same in a factory. So if you have a more organized factory, typically products come off the line with fewer defects, and there's usually higher efficiency there so the products come off the line faster and they ship faster as well generally. Would you agree with that? Yes, that's right. Okay. So let's get into the heart of the article which is lean manufacturing. What do you mean by lean manufacturing and, and where does this come from, this term?
1: Lean manufacturing is basically just good management. What lean essentially is just reduce the waste uh within the manufacturing processes. Lean originally came from Toyota and Toyota has a system, which is called the Toyota Production System. Right now, that's the baseline for lean manufacturing around the world.
0: Okay. Yeah, I know that you know anyone that's watched headlines, I guess, over the last couple of decades has probably seen stories about companies that asked Toyota consultants to come in and, and teach lean manufacturing to their companies. And I even heard a story myself that a company up in Burlington, Vermont, that was involved with electronics. A couple of decades back, they had Toyota come in and uh, teach them lean manufacturing initiatives. And as a result, they were able to cut headcount significantly in their plant. So yeah, let's talk, I guess, let's talk about the wastes here. This, there's seven wastes involved with lean manufacturing that you talked about in the article. And, and what, are, what are those and what are, what are the meaning of those different wastes?
1: There are many different ways to actually remember these seven ways, but one of the most common way is uh you just gotta remember Mr. Tim Wood. Basically, it's Tim Wood is the first T is for transportation, and then I is for inventory, M is for motion, W is for waiting, two O's are over-processing and overproduction, and then the last one is defects. What transportation means, is when a materials or products are transport from one point to the other that are unnecessary. Inventory is pretty clear; it's just over inventory because the inventory costs just by storing the materials that will cost around 25 percent per year overall.
0: Okay, so transportation is usually the movement of materials through the factory or through the plant, and inventory costs are associated with holding on to inventory holding on to finished product and materials longer than necessary that would be another kind of waste right? All right that's right and then we move
1: on to motion. When you differentiate transportation and motion uh, motion is the materials moving the product moving from one station to another. Transportation is more of uh, handling by the workers.
0: Okay so transportation would be all the components... Sort of separate materials, separate moving from one station to the other. And motion would be sort of more focused on the product as it progresses and as it's processed from station to station. That's right.
1: And then the next one is waiting. That's actually a lot of people consider one of the worst ways because when the workers are waiting, you're wasting money. If the workers are waiting for the product to come to their station to work on, then they're just standing around doing nothing. And then we got the overprocessing and overproduction. A lot of manufacturers will try to overproduce for their off season to make up for their busy season. This is actually a bad way of doing manufacturing because if you're storing, if you're doing overproduction, if if you're storing the products, not only would that have the storage costs. But that also involves moving the products around, which can potentially cause a lot of defects. Same thing for over-processing. If you're over-processing it over and over again, then there are a lot more potential for the product being
0: damaged. Definitely with over-processing, I think I've seen this myself sometimes working with clients that with each additional process introduced, there's a new opportunity for new defects to come into a product. And, and that can lead to a tough decision when a client is, or an importer is deciding whether or not to ask the factory to rework the product, because of course reworking is a process itself. And in reworking the, the defective product, they could actually add new defects to the product. So overprocessing is definitely a, an important waste factor to consider.
1: That's right. And then the last one we got the defects. Of course, it's uh when you're not making a good product and then when you have to come back and then process over again, which could cause potentially more defect like you described earlier.
0: Right. Yeah, so with these seven different types of wastes, you know, what are the what are the benefits I guess of of introducing lean manufacturing? Obviously like if we reduce the amount of waste, especially with the example you gave for weighting having fewer idle hands makes makes the factory more efficient. And I guess, you know, that would lead to having to pay lower wages or pay fewer employees. Let's talk about the conveyor belt example that you used to sort of illustrate the benefits of lean manufacturing. Okay. So a lot of manufacturers,
1: especially in China, many of the owners are originally just a regular worker on the line. And then because at times there are a lot of opportunity, so, these people are extremely smart. So, they managed to, to use those opportunities and then open their own business, open their own factories. But basically, what they know is actually just a simple method of crafting. They don't really know about how to turn their factory into an actual lean manufacturing process. If you go to a lot of factories today, you will see all the processes are workers making an individual product.
0: I think what you're trying to say is like they're not really seeing the full picture, right? They're not seeing an overall view of all the processes together because working on an assembly line, they're sort of focused on doing a specialized task really well and really efficiently, generally speaking. Is that sort of what you mean? Well, it's not like they're having an assembly line. Most of the
1: factories, they're like craft shops where they move from one spot to the other, but they're not actually assembling a product, they're only crafting. So conveyor belt actually helps the whole flow of the products, which helps making the manufacturing process more efficient and lowering the actual manual handling of the products, which will decrease the
0: potential defects. Okay, so by introducing a conveyor belt, we have sort of this automation here where it can cut down on workers having to transport the goods physically and having also to handle the goods. And so an initiative like adding a conveyor belt, it's pretty simple to understand, but it can really cut down on a couple different kinds of waste, including defect rates. Is that right? That's right. Okay. The last part of the article, uh, you talked about why lean initiatives often fail. We've seen, I think, a lot of companies are skeptical about how effective is lean manufacturing, and, and some companies seem to start it, and then they might see some results in the beginning, but these results sort of waver with time. They sort of taper off. Why do you think that is?
1: Well, actually, lean manufacturing concept is pretty new in China. So a lot of times when someone asks us to ask lean manufacturing consultants to go into their factory to check their processes, uh, it's mainly because they were pushed by their clients. It's not their own will. So a lot of these manufacturing owners, like I described before, they used to be line workers. So most of them are very low-educated. They don't really know how to uh, know the advanced lean manufacturing, know how to manufacture a product. They know how to craft them, but they know, don't know how to properly assemble. So what happened is when the consultants in, in the factory, these owners will be present and then they will work with the consultants and try to push for changes. And then this is where you see the results. But once the consultant leaves, that's where everything will go back to the same way as before because of lack of leadership, lack of follow up. Owners will most of the time be busy doing something else instead of trying to keep on following up to make sure and then to lead the workers to make sure the process are sustained.
0: Okay. Yeah, and I think that, you know, besides leadership which you mentioned, I think that, you know, another aspect that you mentioned in the article is that workers may have been doing things one way, the same way, for a long time. And the managers, the factory owners, those are the leaders that are supposed to change the way things are being done. You know, from a leadership perspective, they may also be used to doing things the same way for many years. So there's some resistance to change, and that can be a great obstacle as well. Would you agree with that? Yes, John. It's very hard to change one's habit. So if you have been
1: doing things for many years it's very hard to introduce a new idea that will actually everyone will accept
0: yeah old habits die hard so the main takeaway for companies whether they're in manufacturing or service industries organizations they need to have leaders that really push for the these kinds of initiatives in lean manufacturing or lean initiatives in organizations and really monitor the progress and keep people on task and That's the only way organizations will see real improvement. Would you agree with that? That's right. Especially now when
1: China labor costs is getting higher and higher, a lot of these factories need to start to be more lean in order to uh, stay competitive. If they don't, a lot of the manufacturing can actually be transferred to cheaper countries instead of China. I mean, China is, has great infrastructure. It's really a waste if we take the manufacturing industry out of China.
0: Right, I couldn't agree more. Okay, I want to thank my guest Chao Wang for joining me and offering his insight on lean manufacturing. So thank you, Chao. You're welcome, John. And I wanted to thank our listeners out there for tuning into today's broadcast and remind you guys to check us out on our social media channels: Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. We've got some videos on YouTube of some expert interviews and some on-site inspections for you as well. And if you'd like to get in contact with us directly, you can drop us a line on our company website. That is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.